What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The temperatures are getting better and the snow isn't stopping. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm watch in effect from Thursday evening through Saturday morning. Heavy lake effect snow is possible. Total snow accumulations are expected in excess of 6 inches. Portions of northern Indiana and southwest Michigan could see travel that's very difficult to near impossible, according to weather forecasters. Areas of blowing snow could significantly reduce visibility. The hazardous conditions could impact travel, especially on Friday morning. The system snow Thursday evening will transition to bands of heavy lake effect snow on Friday and into Friday night. Intense snowfall rates expected of 1 to 2 inches per hour. Bottom line, if you have to travel, be careful, and if you can, stay home. National organizations are putting the word out that the donated blood supply is critically low. In many places across the United States right now, a number of areas are seeing emergency appeals for more donations. Locally, Joe Brown is the director of lab services at Corewell Health in southwest Michigan. Day to day, our needs are being met, uh, but we are working with our blood supplier every day to replenish the products that we have on the shelf. University Blood Center in Michigan is Corwell's partner for blood supplies. The organization has a goal of keeping at least a three-day supply of available blood for local hospitals. Last September, the group said the level was down to just one-day supply. That has since improved. Brown said that's good news for our area, and Corwell would appreciate people considering making donations on a more regular basis. So far, we've had sufficient supply to meet all of our clinical needs. But uh, every blood unit is a donation, so we rely on community members and regular donors to keep those supplies uh, well stocked. If you're interested in donating blood, find the story on our website, wsjm.com, and click the Versity link to find the nearest blood drive or donation center. The superintendent of Michigan's schools is asking state lawmakers to pass legislation requiring the parents of homeschool children to register with the government. That proposal is opposed by State Representative Brad Paquette, a former teacher who says registration is unnecessary. Some policy coming our way, from what I hear, uh, to try and make homeschool students register with the state and have that be as a requirement. So I'm very concerned about that. We have a very big homeschool population here in southwest Michigan. I've been meeting with them. Michigan's state superintendent of public instruction is Dr. Michael Rice. He sent a letter to state lawmakers asking for the registration requirement, saying knowing where all children are enrolled in an educational setting is an issue of public safety. Paquette disagrees and says the state, through the education committee he previously led, provided funding to school districts to conduct outreach to homeschool students. Rather than just assuming and trusting the fact that they're going to do what's best for their kids, they're now going to have the ball going to their court of having to prove that they aren't doing anything wrong, which again, all the strings come attached Um, starting with uh, registration. So very concerned about that. Michigan is one of 11 states in the nation that does not require notification when parents decide to homeschool their children. The state of Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency has released how much revenue recreational and medicinal marijuana generated in 2023, and it was more than $3 billion. 
For comparison, the largest field crop in Michigan is corn, and its worth is estimated at just over $2 billion. Daniel Paul is the vice president of marketing at Nobo, a cannabis company with cultivation and retail locations in Michigan. He says the revenue is pleasantly surprising. It, it, it makes me laugh. Um, who in the world would be a corn grower today if you could convert over to to, to, to marijuana and see the, the prices go up? Paul says the revenue is strong because the demand is strong and it's spread across a wide age demographic. But just because demand is strong doesn't mean every new marijuana dispensary is going to be a golden goose. Paul says the oversaturation of retail establishments is real, and they're beginning to see the potential for consolidation. And I think in 24, you'll probably see some consolidation taking place where, where, where smaller grows or smaller retail chains uh, decide to, to hook up with the bigger ones or venture out to new states as they start to come online. In 2023, the portion of marijuana revenues given back to municipalities was $60 million. Schools received $70 million and another $70 million went to Michigan's Transportation Fund. Those amounts are projected to be higher when distributions are made later this year. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is set to deliver her sixth State of the State speech next week. We asked State Representative Pauline Wenzel what she thinks the governor will address. What I think she'll talk about uh, will just be a lot of um, victory lap, a lot of spiking of the football, so to speak. And I'm really not looking forward to that because um, in the last year, all the Democrat majority has done is hurt Michigan. Wenzel points specifically to energy policy, saying the governor locked in a future of higher utility rates and less reliable service when she signed a package of energy and climate-related bills last November. As for what State Representative Wenzel would like to hear from the governor, Wenzel responded, If I had anything to say about it, hopefully nothing. I mean, let's be honest, we have passed a whirlwind of, um, of legislation in the past year, record-breaking um, amounts of legislation, and there will be lots of effects coming from this legislation that we don't even know yet. We need to take a break. We need to take a breather here. The governor's speech is set for next Wednesday, January 24 at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to it live on WSJM. Niles Police Department reports they arrested a shooting suspect Wednesday after an argument outside Little Caesars Pizza in the 1200 block of 11th Street in Niles. Officers say shortly after 10 yesterday morning, Niles police officers were dispatched to Little Caesars Pizza for a malicious destruction of property complaint involving two employees who were in a verbal dispute. Moments later, a 911 call was received to Niles Dispatch Center concerning a subject who had been shot receiving a non-life-threatening injury and was in a nearby Dollar Tree store. We're told officers responded to both locations. The victim was at the Dollar Tree, where he was treated by first responders and transported to South Bend Memorial Hospital. Police say the suspect was located by officers still at the Little Caesars and taken into custody. The victim is identified as 34-year-old Mal Derwood Wynn of Niles. Wynn was treated and released from South Bend Memorial Hospital. The identity of the suspect has not yet been released. In case you haven't noticed, a lot of people are incredibly excited about the Detroit Lions making their way into the playoffs. So much so that there's a local radio station, Rock 107 WIRX, that has started a national petition to bring back the former Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders. Plan B morning show host Brock Havens said he and co-host Hunter Wright started the petition asking the Detroit Lions to guarantee that if they make it to the Super Bowl, 
the legend and NFL Hall of Famer, gets to play. Even though I'm a diehard Packer fan, I think it is only right for us to all come together and make sure that if the Detroit Lions make the Super Bowl, he gets to suit up for at least one play. Sanders has played 10 seasons with the Detroit Lions, but he never had the opportunity to play in the big game. He rushed for more than 15,000 yards, won the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award, and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Given the Lions' performance this year, Haven says he's motivated to see football justice done. I just searched petition website, change.org, and I put together a petition, an actual petition, uh, that people can sign and hopefully make enough noise that if the Lions make it, Barry gets what he deserves. You can find the link to sign the petition in the news story we've posted at our website, wsjm.com. And a couple of school apologies to talk about. Two superintendents have recently apologized for their weather decisions. With bitter cold temperatures across the state of Michigan, Petoskey Superintendent Dr. Jeffrey Leslie said he should have canceled classes Wednesday. The decision to keep schools open was reportedly met with anger from parents. In a letter sent Wednesday morning, Leslie said they had more snow than they were anticipating, and if they could do it over again, he would have canceled school for the day. In West Michigan, Allendale Superintendent Garth Cooper sent a letter to parents saying in hindsight he should have called a snow day on Tuesday. They were canceled on Wednesday. Buses were running late on Tuesday, leaving kids outside in the cold for longer than they needed to be. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.